Coming up, a Sad Styles production. Get into it! He's the one that will help you bet. Then for the game, you'll be all set. Even though he may help you choose, remember you still may lose. What's up, losers, and welcome to Losing Money with Andrew Bascom. My name is Andrew Bascom, and welcome to the podcast where for 145 episodes, we've helped you lose money in about 30-ish minutes. On this episode, we'll be discussing our favorite ways to lose money on, guess what? <laughs> Seriously, it's in the title. The NFL, because that is the favorite way we can lose money these days. And losing money, boy, are we. Of course, we'll do a recap and record check at the end of the show. But boy, are we losing money right now. I, I, I started last week's episode by going, hey, guys, we're doing well. And I did that for two reasons. One, I knew that wouldn't last forever, so we had to find time to brag. And boy, brag did we. We were were flying high, inevitably knowing we were going to lose money. We were going to lose money, and last week, we did. We lost a little bit of money. Lost a little bit of money. It's a little preview for the record check there at the end, but we lost a little bit of money. I went two and two. I'm not here to shame my guests. And of course, guests we will have on the show. We'll have the Pants Roddy Prince to make his safe and spicy picks of the week for the NFL slate, and then Charlie Chalk on to make his lock of the week and I will say, Charlie went 2-1 last week, so just maybe keep that in mind. Keep that as a little bit of a barometer. And then I've got a tease of the week, writing in from The Gambler, who does his usual tease of the week, and I'll give my tease of the week as well. So, lots of picks coming up here, but we're about halfway through the NFL season, and what, where are we at? What do we know? What do we not know? Well, lots, probably. But, like, I just, I think about these notes, I write down all these notes, all these games, which games are we going to take, and I just think about certain teams, like, what a bummer it must be to Cincinnati Bengals fan right now. Like, you made the Super Bowl last year. Congratulations. Improbable. Pretty much everyone knew, like, well, it's going to be tough getting back with this team. But you keep thinking, ah, oh, man, if we only had an offensive line, and then they spend a bunch of money getting an offensive line, and Joe Burrow's still getting teed off on every game. So you're like, hmm, okay, maybe not an offensive line. Maybe Joe Burrow likes getting sacked. Maybe sacks are, are QB stat, like people think for a long time. Also, going to the Super Bowl, is Zach Taylor a good coach? I don't know, but going to the Super Bowl guaranteed he was going to get a job for a couple more years. So that's tough. It's good, it's good to be good. It's good to be bad because you'll get, you know, a top 10 pick. You'll be, you know, you're, you're optimistic, you're, hope, you're hopeful, you're looking up. But being in the middle, being in that cycle of mediocrity is the toughest place to be in sports. And I think the Bengals have entered that, which is crazy. I'm really looking at my Atlanta Falcons bet that we talked about three weeks ago when it was plus 1,300. It is now down to plus 175. Wow, the odds have changed quite a bit on that. AFC South, the NFC South, who the hell knows what's going on in the South right now? The fact that we're be betting money on these is just crazy for me, but I feel good about my Atlanta Division bet, and I tried to tell you on, you know, like I tried to get you on my side. I know it's losing money with Andrew Baskin, but I tried to tell you, and now that division bet's feeling pretty good. And now at this point, I'm also looking at more division bets. We're at halfway through season. Does Green Bay bounce back? Is Tampa Bay that bad? Is the LA Rams that bad? Is Seattle real? Is Atlanta real? There's some real advantages here that you can be betting on, putting your stake in the ground right now and trying to win real money, which you can. There have never been better odds for some of these people. Yes, the AFC East might be out of question right now. Yes, the NFC, well, the NFC East is not out of question. You know, we're, we're recording this just after the Eagles win against the Texans, which, oof, a little rough for that one. But, you know, the, pay, the, you know, the Cowboys are right behind them. There's a lot of divisions still up for grabs here. So do you, you know, where do you put your money on this? Where, how do you, how do you place in there individually? You know, it's something to think about. How about the Tennessee Titans? Are they actually good? They have a negative total score right now. That's crazy. The AFC South, no feel. There are so many notes you need to make. And to be honest, making bets, breaking down all the things, you know, ranking the bets every week, your favorite game, your least favorite game, gives you a lot of insight into what you think about the NFL, considering you, probably like me, 
watch a lot of football. So you probably know what's going on, right? Yeah, I don't know either. So I did that this week. I ranked all my bets from top to bottom. And here were the three that I like the most. And I'm going to give them right after the break here with the Pants Ready Prince with bet number one. Bet number one. Starting off the episode is the one, the only, the Panzerati Prince. Panzerati Prince, how you doing? Oh, boy. Um, yeah, I'm okay, Andrew. Last week, okay. last week was embarrassing for me. Um, mm-hmm. Apologies mm-hmm. to everyone who listened to that. It was just embarrassing. Right. Know? Yeah, it was a tough week In for one, you. Well, yeah, like Cincinnati does not beat Oof. Cleveland, and I said it was my safe pick. So, like, <laughs> embarrassing. Well, it's it's tough. It's a tough look for them. You know, obviously you made that pick before we knew about Jamar Chase, by the way, too. Um, so like it is it is like, you know, you take away. I, I there is an argument now looking at the Cincinnati Bengals where you go like, oh, Joe Burrow, one of the best young quarterbacks in the world. And then you're like, maybe Jamar Chase has a lot to do with this. Maybe having a best wide receiver makes a makes a quarterback a lot better. Yeah, I mean, I think it does. But at the same time, like T Higgins and Tyler Boyd are also very, very capable wide receivers. And yeah. when you don't have the, the O-line, I just don't think it's going to work. And and Burrow got his ass kicked because the O-line yeah. has just not been good. That rebuilt O-line sucks, Andrew. Well, you know what? You know what, though? I, I will. I'm starting to lean more into there's an argument that sacks are a quarterback stat and have actually very, very, you know, obviously having a protected line or a good running game does help. But quarterbacks that get sacked seem to get sacked a lot wherever they go, no matter the line, things like that. And I'm starting to think Joe Burrow just holds onto that fucking ball way too long. Like he really doesn't help himself out. Yes, the line's probably not great, but he's not doing himself anything. Yeah. Yeah. You got to get rid of it quickly yeah. in the NFL. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Well, that's last week. That's last week. Who cares about last week? That's 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 last week's problem. What is this week's problem? Where are we going to go with your safe and spicy picks? Oh, jeez. Okay. Uh, so my safe pick, mm-hmm. I'm going to go with the Minnesota Vikings at minus three and a half. I get the Washington Commanders uh, coming off a huge win in the city yeah. of Indianapolis, but. This Vikings team, I just think, is going to outscore them, and Washington is not going to be able to keep up. Even though Taylor Heineke has been efficient and good, like when he mm-hmm. steps in in Washington, I just think the Vikings offense is clicking so well right now. I don't think Washington's going to be able to put up the the amount of points that Minnesota will. So I think this is going to yeah. be a high-scoring game for Minnesota. Uh, they're going to outscore them by more than three, three and a half. There you go. Yeah. There you go. See, I this one I had circled it, it, both ways because this is like a really true sign of going. Minnesota is six and one. Does everyone know this at home? Is everyone thinking about this? Minnesota is six and one, and they're coming up in my tease later. So I'll bring that up because I was thinking a lot about this game. Is that they're are they the second best team in the NFC? Is it Seattle? Yeah. Okay, whatever. That's another conversation. But it's like so we're gonna either get a game where Minnesota is going to seven and one because they look good and they kick the crap out of Washington, who is bad, or is this a ripe underdog? bet where you're looking at a money line for Washington. You know what? Guess what, Pants Right Prince? Neither of those sound attractive to me right now. That feels like I'm going to lose no matter what I do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a Washington money line never looks good. It makes that look good anyway, no matter what year it is. <laughs> oh, even Daniel Snyder looking at that Washington money line right now. Um, yeah, so, ooh. Uh, all right, so there's your safe pick of the week. I'm with you. I just, it scares the absolute hell out of me. 
Uh, Kirk Cousins, the revenge game. All right, I'm going to be taking the Green Bay Packers minus three at the Detroit Lions. Why? Well, this Packers season hasn't gone according to plan. I don't know. Obviously, they bounced back from an ugly opener win. They won three straight. I don't know if anyone remembers that. They won three straight at one point, and then they lost four in a row, and they are now at the risk of missing the postseason altogether. Now, that this makes it a perfect spot to buy low on the Green Bay Packers. That second half against Buffalo was actually pretty good. They looked okay. They were moving the ball down a little bit. And here's the problem is, this is the problem with Tom Brady. This is the problem with Aaron Rodgers, is that I have so many statistics that I could throw at you going like, Rodgers as a division favorite is 43 and 24. You know, whatever. Rodgers as a one-score favorite against Detroit is eight and three against the spread. Who cares? Because that, you got to throw those numbers out because this year is not a normal Green Bay year. They just don't look, they don't look good at all. The only thing I would say is that and what scares the hell out of me is Detroit can run the ball. And that is one thing that Green Bay cannot stop at all. Like that is the thing that scares the hell out of me. So I don't know. I think this is the buy low spot because this number should be six or seven in any other year, especially how bad Detroit's defense has been and everyone could score on it. But even down in a down year like this, Rodgers and Fleur are two and two against the spread after a loss this year. So you don't have to like the Packers or even think they're back. You just have to believe that they're better than the Lions. So, that, yeah. so that's my pick. Green Bay minus three. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, they are better than the Lions. I'll agree with you there. Yeah, I mean, when yeah. are you ever going to see Green Bay with only three and a half against Detroit? It's really right. how shitty they've been this year. But uh, they've Ugh. been shittier. I, I do think the Lions yeah. are going to put up some points. I, I, I think that offense has the ability to click. Uh, mm-hmm. But their defense is so bad. And I would assume, by all accounts, that Aaron Rodgers has a field day. I, I would hope. Yeah, right? I'd like, where did he go? I, I would like to see it. I, I, I would like to see that. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's kind of like what we're talking about with the Minnesota. This is like a statement game where you can do something. If Green Bay doesn't show up for this game, oh, well, never mind. I'm ignoring Green Bay for the rest of the year, and none of my money will go near them because if it's not this game, when is it? Yeah. Yep. You know. Yeah. So there we go. So pants right, Prince. Give me your spicy pick of the week. Okay. Well. Um. Yeah. I guess it's what year is it? Because I'm dipping back into my <laughs> old habits and rising up. Oh. The Atlanta Falcons plus three against the Chargers. Uh, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. Atlanta's I just, this. I think, just fooling everyone here because. I don't understand how they are winning like they are winning, and yep, they are winning and. They're at home. The Chargers mm-hmm. have not looked like the Chargers. Justin Herbert has not looked like Justin Herbert. And Keenan Allen is still banged up. Mispractice yesterday. I'm assuming he's going to mispractice today. Uh, Williams mm-hmm. is out. <laughs> you know? What else you want, eh? <laughs> yeah, rise up. Like, <laughs> Yeah. One, it's just, And also, the Chargers suck at stopping the run. And that is the one thing Atlanta can do. And they do it very, That's very That's the well. only thing they want to do. Like... Yeah. You've got Drake London and Kyle Pitts, and you just don't want to throw in the ball. I, I understand that you're limited with Marcus Mariota under center, but geez, mm-hmm. and they still win. So what can you say? Like, oh, I know, I know. Everyone, you know, it's funny. You look at, we talk about this all the time. QB stats lines lie all the time. And you look at last week, and you're like, hey, Mariota had a good game. And he did. He was like 21 for 28 and had almost 200 something yards, a couple of touchdowns, and a couple of picks. And the picks were brutal. But you know what? That's a really good game for Mariota. And, and, and I don't know how they won. I lost money on them because I had I had them minus four and they won by three. Um, and they should have won. But then, you know what? I hate to say it. I haven't brought it up in this episode yet. Is that like, that's an okay loss for me because they were up six with 20 seconds left. And you're like, okay, so outside of something truly remarkable happening, I'm winning every time. Well, something remarkable did happen. I lost. Okay, that's, that's totally fine. Because the thinking behind it was correct. And I think it's the same one with this one. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. And the Chargers suck, and I hate them. So <laughs> there we go. Uh, rise up. Fans <laughs> right, friends, back to his old his old ways. All right, so this one is my spicy pick of the week, and I got to say, this is truly some spice. Uh, I'm going to be taking the Chicago Bears plus five and a half uh, at home against the Miami Dolphins. Now, yeah, I this doesn't this defy all logic, right? The Dolphins are good. The the Bears are giving up. They've traded oh some great players and stuff like that. Miami went all in on the trade deadline. They've added Bradley Chubb, who just got signed this morning as of recording, and running back Jeff Wilson, which doesn't matter as much. But Miami is now five and zero when Tua plays the majority of the snaps, and the Dolphins have the league's best passing attack in those games. Hill, Waddle, exhausting opponents, you know all this kind of stuff. The thing is. Chicago is really good at stopping explosive plays. Yes, their defense is garbage. Like, it's really, really bad. But they don't give up explosive plays. Now, that's totally fine. And the other side of it is Miami can't stop the run. They're really bad. They can get pressure on the quarterback, and that's why they got Bradley Chubb, and that's great. But they, they're not really good. Only a fool would back the tanking Bears against this red-hot Dolphins. Well, Pansbury Prince, would you believe that you're talking to that exact fool right now? Because I am going to be doing this. This makes no sense at all. And the only thing I will say, too, is... Don't don't bet it right now. If you like the the Bears like I do, wait till Sunday. You will get this number at I swear to God seven points. It's five and a half now. But everybody that every you know every Charlie Chalk out there will show up with their money trying to bet on the favorite and going Miami's way better than Chicago and they'll get in every parlay and they'll be in every tease and stuff like that. And that number will move. And I bet you anything you'll get it closer to five, like seven. So I'm going to be waiting. To hopefully the Bears get to seven. But at right now I'm going to take plus five and a half and a little bit on the money line plus one ninety. I mean. I don't dislike it. Like, oh really? I Justin Fields in both my fantasy leagues like this week. I, I, there we go. I, uh, there we go. I think the Bears' offense is starting to click, and I do think mm-hmm. Miami's defense sucks. Detroit just put up a bunch of points against uh, against Miami. Detroit almost pulled yeah. that win yeah. out of their ass. Uh, yeah, yeah. I I like that. I, I I like the Bears this week. I I. I don't know if it's because I don't truly and I have not truly always believed in the Dolphins, even though they were like, yeah. you know, putting me to bed here. Uh, but <laughs> I don't know. I, I like the spice there, Andrew. Well, I love I love that because your your reaction is the right one. It's kind of like, huh? Yeah, because you know what? This is like a classic NFL bet where all of a sudden that one game will happen every week where you're like, huh? Well, that's kind of weird. And this, I think, is going to be this game. The other one, the stat that I'm obsessed with going into this year, this year's, this year's stat that I'm obsessed with, is the underdogs between 3 and 10 points are now 41 and 21 against the spread. They're covering 66% of the time. Lines between 3 and 10 have been very difficult for favorites to cover. And it's something that I'm obsessed with as I look every week at the lines and going like, well, okay, which one could be could be could could fall into this one? And I think it's going to be the Bears. So there we go. That's going to be my pick for my spicy pick of the week. You know, I, and can I just say about the Bears and the trade deadline and whatnot that sure. like boggles your mind is Chase Claypool just oh. traded to the Bears for a second round pick. Amari Cooper was traded to the Browns for a fifth round pick. I know. What? I know. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. And like, I don't understand what they're trying to do. They have to re-sign Chase Claypool. He's eligible for an extension at the end of the year. So they have to pay. They're going to pay him $20 million a year, whether he deserves it or not, because that's what a, a second wide receiver goes for. Jeez, Louise. Is that, is that worth it? Is it? Why wasn't, why don't you just trade for Brandon Cooks for a seventh? Like, I, and then he's done after the year. I don't, I don't really understand it at all. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. Well, yeah. Chicago Bears, man. Doesn't, doesn't make any sense at all. There we go. That's a new slogan. Hashtag doesn't make any sense at all with the little logo. Uh, there we go. Fans ready, friends. Thank you so much for coming on. We hope you have fun losing money this week. Oh, yeah. You take it easy. I will. Bet number two. Now coming up, the only 
person to have a winning record last week. The one, the only, the lock of the week himself, Charlie Chalk. Charlie Chalk, how you doing? Andrew, I'm I'm doing I'm doing well. Was okay. it just a winning record or was it a was it an absolute sweep again? No, two and one. Oh, you God, had where did I let you down? Anyways, that's okay. <laughs> we don't look in the past. We got everything going forward. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, so, we do. Yes, we do. So there's a lot of chalky picks this week, but you know, I those those are too easy for everyone. So I'm going a little. It, it's a good pick. Let's just say okay, that it's a good I have pick. Miami at Chicago. Right. And I love Miami in this position. <laughs> they are minus five and 44 and a half. They're yeah. five and three against a three and five team. That's very surprising. Three and a half who have already thrown in the towel and said, we're not good enough. We want the number one pick again. So they are trading everyone away. Okay. Now the weather's going to be a factor. Yeah. It's going to be wet and windy. So Miami's a good passing team. Chicago, if they have any team is passing now. But we also have Miami's got a very good running team. Yeah. And Chicago's very weak against it. So this mm. is all setting up for a nice, easy win for Miami. They're coached well. They've picked up a good pass rusher, a very good pass rusher, enough to yep. sign him to a new contract worth like yep. over $100 million. Two has got all the weapons he needs, but now he also will be running the ball. Oh, interesting. Will he? He, no, they will be, and that's because of the weather conditions more than anything else. I think he's going to be smart about this. So um, wait a second. I got to push back on the Miami's so, a good running team. Actually, that's... they are a good running team now. Oh, okay. I didn't know yes, that. Yes, they are. Well, because huh. everyone thinks passing is the best. Oh. So we'll go from there, and we'll just quickly talk about uh, Chicago and how bad they are. Fields was playing much better. They picked up Claypool, which, um, <laughs> you know, he's a Canadian. So yeah, he's say, Canadian. hey, that's not bad. Mm -hmm. A little bit of a prima donna, but anyways, that's said and done. <laughs> Um, no big deal. Uh, they're going to throw the ball, but again, it's crappy conditions. Miami should win this game easily, and they're in the playoff hunt. And uh, as I say, Chicago's quit on the on the season. Well, you know what? Uh, everyone will be. Everyone at home has been snickering along as I have because I took I took Chicago in the last segment. Um, wow. Yeah, and also I will say the only thing is the opposite of what I said in the last segment is true to this one too. If you like Miami, you better be betting right now, like right now. Because that number is going to move. I bet you anything, anything, that number is close to seven by the time Sunday happens. Wow. Um, I think that number is going to move. I think everybody is going to be on Miami. And so I would say that if you like Miami right now, you like Charlie Chalk's pick, I would go out and bet Miami right now. Okay. And I'm not sure you'll have to tell me why you like Chicago so much, but the Bears can't <laughs> stop the run. They've allowed the second most yards per game. Yeah. And uh, and then, of course, if they do get a chance to throw, they they will kill them on the in the air so yeah what what's yeah. so good about chicago to scare your well, listeners from my lock of the week well i'll do it shortly because they just heard me explain this but uh chicago it's just a much better running team they just are going to run the ball like hell and that's all they can do and that's great but that's all they need to do also oh. chicago's defense really stops explosive plays and that's really miami all they have is these long chunk 20 yard mm. plays mm. i don't believe in their run game as much as you do i don't really believe in raheem mostert mm. uh and jeff wilson jr who they just traded for at the deadline but, yes you know i but that's but that's it i think also miami this just feels like a perfect twist uh, NFL move where why is it only five points? Why is it not seven? Why is it not eight? Chicago's trying okay. to trade all their good uh, good linebackers. I think you're getting at a good number here at five. So uh, I think that's that's where I'm going to go with Chicago. Jesus sounds very convincing for my my team Miami. Okay, that's good then. <laughs> and that is my lock of the week. Um, okay. 
So, and I'll just all right. My lock of the week. Yes, my lock of course. Of the week oh, that was your be... last lock. Okay, yes. That go was, ahead. Yes, that was the pick I made with fans. Right. Okay, Brick, sorry. My 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 lock of the week is going to be, of course, the Seattle Seahawks. Why? What are we doing here? Plus two. Plus is that two, two in a row. You've taken Seattle. Is that last three week in a row? Three in <laughs> this a row. Will be the third week in a row. Mm, okay. Why, this can't come to surprise at this point. I have been on Seattle for weeks now, right? The Seahawks are just flat out better than the Cardinals, and just in just about everything. Geno Smith continues to play like an elite quarterback. Kyler Murray's metrics are troublesome at best, and mostly just scrambling and creating out of nothing. That's all their offense is. Just like Kyler, like I don't know, figure it out, man. Seattle's the offense is got an incredible tough run attack. Actually, talking about real running attacks and. And a pair of big time receiver wow. threats and, imp- and an improving line, uh, and now and now their defense is looking really good too. So it's just like Seattle's won three straight games by double digits. Two of those games are against the Giants and the Chargers. Pretty good playoff teams right now, right? And the third team was against this exact same Arizona Cardinals team. What has changed for this line to swing so much? And the Arizona Cardinals opened at a minus three favorite. Now has moved down to minus two. I'm going to take Seahawks plus two. I'm going to take Seahawks. Uh, on the money line at plus 115 currently, I'm going to do everything. I love Seattle in this. Well, I, I'm glad you're so big on Seattle. That's great. Um, yeah. You know, and look, you might as well throw in he's comeback player of the year, MVP. Carroll's sure. going to be the coach of the year. Well, like all of a sudden this team might make the playoffs. I don't know. But that's a yeah. lot of bragging about nothing. Arizona, <laughs> um, I think that, the uh, they found a new receiver. And um, yeah. they. I know it's only one, but uh, this game's going to be – it's going to be very tight. I hope Seattle wins for your sake, but um, Arizona is not as bad as people think. Oh well, I, well, as a guy who took Arizona last week and had to watch them just absolutely like run around in circles against my against Minnesota, like not okay. a great team. It's just like, oh god, I'm never, I'm never investing in these jokes again. Cut coaching is very. Oh, just terrible. So yes, getting plus points right now is something I am all over right now. So okay. there we go. That's my that's my lock of the week with Seattle plus two. Charlie, do you have any? How other was picks? your record last week? I'm sorry, I forgot you didn't mention it. It was even. It was two and two. Oh, oh, it's even. Okay, so yeah. thank God you bet Seattle. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, um, seriously, and against great. Arizona. And I think that okay, just quickly. Um, again, I'm, the truck's too easy. So I'm I'm looking at New England. Um, I think that they're going to do well. It's going to be a very low-scoring game. Oh, Again, shocking. Indy, Indy's got nothing at all. And New England's plotting away. They can't decide which quarterback to use, but they got the best head coach. And um, right. oh, so yeah. let's just let's just take New England quickly there. There's they oh, quietly okay. get into another playoff run. And I think I'm going to leave it at that. I don't want to wreck a record of 2-0 and again. So let's leave it at those two games <laughs> for this week. You took the two. I know you're Charlie Chalk. I know you live up to this role. You took Miami and New England, the two chalkiest picks on the board. Whoa, Man, you whoa. are you're you're unbelievable. I those are just good picks. It's a football pick. It has nothing to do with <laughs> Cincinnati minus eight or you know no, Buffalo yeah, yeah. minus twelve and Philly minus. Eight. Anyways, it's that's the bets. All those big lines scare the hell out of me, honestly. I know. Well, Charlie, best of luck with your picks this week with with all the chalk covered over your hands. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Thank you, Andrew. I hope your listeners are listening very well to me. Time to read some ads. Now a word from our sponsor and an app I use all the time, Betstamp. Betstamp is an app I use legitimately all the time. I help make the podcast with the Betstamp app. I use it to find the best odds possible when we're talking about it. Why in the world would I be taking the Seahawks at plus a half or plus one when I could get them at plus two? I found that out through the Best Stamp app because I went through all the books. I don't have to go individually through all the apps either. They just have it all in one page. I can just go up and down and find the best number I like, click on the link, and be taken right to the book there to be placed in a wager. 
nice and easy, just like that. It makes you smarter. It makes you a better, better. And then you're not just losing money like the rest of us idiots, like me. If you want to use the BetStamp app today, use the promo code Andrew B to help support the podcast and tell them losing money with Andrew Bascom sent you. Now back to the podcast. Bet number three. Okay, so for bet number three, we don't have the gambler on, but he did send his picks in advance, so I'm going to read them to you here. He likes the Bills minus five and the Seattle Seahawks plus seven and a half for a two-game six-point tease. Now, obviously, I have shown my interest in the Seahawks already, so I, I... that's great. That's great. We're on the same side. That has actually worked out surprisingly so far this year. So we're both on the same side for Seattle. Bills minus five, you know, hard to argue. Uh, the Bills look really good this year. Obviously, I'm a huge Bills fan, so I, I love hearing this. I will say, and this is not just the, the the negative Nancy and me coming out, but I am scared a little bit this week. The injury report came out for the Bills uh, this at the near the end of the week. And even though Trey White is maybe going to come back, which is crazy because he's by far their best defensive player. Uh, there's a lot of injuries. Tremaine Edmonds, Matt Milano, Jordan Poyer, you know, like there and, and Von Miller too. It might not play. Those are all those are all huge starters on this team. And if they don't, that's that defense gets real thin real fast. And so all of a sudden, you know, the Bills winning, which I still think they'll do, minus five even might be a little bit tough. But he's liking the Bills minus five and Seattle plus seven and a half in his two game six point tees. And so obviously, you know, knowing the gambler, he's gonna add a third game as well. And he's adding New Orleans plus eight and a half for a three game plus 160 teaser. Ooh, there we go. That's a little spicy. For mine, I have a two-game 6.5-point uh, teaser, and that's a minus 130. Here are the two teams I'm going to be taking. So I talked to the Panzeri Prince earlier. He was talking about Minnesota-Washington. I was trying to buy my lip because I didn't want to tell him. I'm going to be taking the Washington football team plus 3.5, and, and then we're going to be moving it all the way because of the 6.5 points to plus 10. I like the plus 10. Washington is bad. Yeah, Washington's bad. But man, doesn't this feel like an opportunity for Minnesota to shoot themselves in the foot? Doesn't this feel like a really good Kirk Cousins is Kirk Cousins kind of game where he just Kirk Cousins all over the field and can't stop Kirk Cousinsing? You know, he just, he's such a Kirk Cousin. It's crazy. If you had, of all the Kirk Cousins in the world, he is the most Kirk Cousins. And I just think Minnesota will fall on their face eventually. Washington feels like a perfect example against his old team and against a team that's not that great, but they're kind of well coached. And they have some interesting players. Terry McLaurin's an interesting player. They run the ball really well with uh, Robinson and Gibson. So like, you know, okay, they have some defensive players. And Minnesota 6-1 doesn't feel like they'll get to 7-1. That's just, they're just not that good enough. So moving up to plus 10, uh, is is a good line that I really like. And I also, like I said, I'm going to be taking some Washington money line just as a sprinkle there too. My other game that I'm going to be taking is the Baltimore Ravens at New Orleans. Uh-oh, opposite side. Ooh, taking the opposite side of the gambler. I'm going to take the Baltimore Ravens. Their line right now is minus two and a half. Moving that six points, six and a half points, excuse me, gets all the way to plus four. Baltimore, I don't know. Not only did they make the trade uh, for the linebacker from Chicago, uh, they're getting really healthy in the secondary. And that's the biggest issue. Not only have they been down only a few scant minutes, uh, this whole uh, season, they're now getting healthy. And I think this will be the big difference of getting, you know, real wins. All of a sudden, I'm getting at plus four against New Orleans, who isn't that good. I love this. This this tease is going to be a big one for me. Uh, so Washington plus 10 and Baltimore plus four on a six and a half point two game teaser. Let's get to the recap. Recap. All right, recap. Here we go. The Panzeri Prince, he likes Minnesota minus three and a half and Atlanta plus three. Charlie Chalk, he has Miami minus five. And New England minus five. Oh, the chalkiest picks for Charlie Jock. The gambler, he has uh, two teases, obviously a two-game six-point tease with the Bills minus five. And Seattle plus seven and a half. He's adding a third for New Orleans plus eight and a half for a plus 163-game tease. My picks, I'm going to be taking the Packers minus three, the Bears plus five and a half, and a little bit on the money line, even though I'm going to be taking that line when it gets to seven, like I keep telling you, it's going to happen. And I'm taking the Seahawks plus two. My tease of the week is a two-game six-and-a-half-point tease. 
I'm going to take Washington plus 10 and Baltimore plus 4. Got it? Good. Record check. Okay, for a record check, I told you guys, we didn't do great last week. So let's find out how badly we did. Panzeri Prince went 0-2. He had the Bengals and Detroit, both not that close, to be honest. Charlie Chalk, he had a winning week. He had Tennessee, that was a win. He had New England, that was a win. But he had Cincinnati. Man, Cincinnati popular, because that burned a lot of people. And the gambler, he had a three-game six-point tease. He had Buffalo minus 4.5, good. Chicago plus 15.5, bad. And for my picks, I unfortunately went 2-2. Two and two. I got my tease, which is great, because I had Dallas and the Titans. Uh, and then I also won with the Arizona and I also won with the Seattle Seahawks. Great, but I did lose with the Cardinals, even though, God, they had so many chances near the end. That's insane. Plus four didn't come uh, didn't come to cover. And then I, I also took Atlanta minus four. And that's another one which, like, you could, you could say this is kind of posturing all you want, but Atlanta was up six with 20 seconds left. So I had them to win by four, and they were up six with 20 seconds left. Something remarkable had to happen, and something remarkable did happen. P.J. Walker threw a legitimate 65-yard touchdown to, G. G. to D.J. Moore. Excuse me, He threw off his helmet. They missed the extra point. They went to overtime, blah, 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 blah. It doesn't really matter. But you know what? The thinking behind it was still kind of correct because right until the end, that's where we got to, even though I did end up losing. So I went 2-2. Two and two. Uh, Lots of losing records out there. <laughs> so we can only do better this week. Now over to at losing money WAB. That's our free daily picks on Twitter, on Instagram. We went three and one. So that's plus two units. That's great. We won on Monday Night Football. We lost on Thursday Night Football. Stupid unders. God, the hardest way to bet, unders. Even though they keep coming through, it's not a lot of fun when you lose. And we won on baseball both times this week. So we're really excited. That, you know, obviously the World Series is going to be ending very, very soon. But God, it's been really profitable for us. So that's really good. That being said, I cannot wait to lose money this week on the NFL. Please subscribe to Losing Money with Andrew Bascom wherever you enjoy podcasts. And please give a subscribe and a like to at Losing Money WAB on either Twitter or Instagram, wherever you decide to waste your time. Also, download the BetStamp app and tell them Losing Money with Andrew Bascom sent you by using the promo code ANDREWB. We'll be back next Friday to talk about the NFL and a few other things. Have fun losing money. We'll see you later, losers. He's the one that will help you bet. Then for the game, you'll be all set. Even though he may help you choose, remember you still may lose. Furnished by Sad Styles Productions. Get into it!